Welcome to the Sassy Soul Sisters Podcast. My name is Heather, and I'm a psychic medium, teacher, and intuitive healer. My name is Cody, and I'm a body-mind coach, massage therapist, and intuitive. We are here to empower you on a healing journey, whether it's your first step or your 800th step. Healing is a practice, not a destination. Join us as we dive into all kinds of topics in a sassy and soulful way. Welcome to the Sassy Soul Sister podcast as we dive in this whole month on joy. And this episode is about actively spreading joy. Hi, I'm Cody. And I'm Heather. And we are the Sassy Soul Sisters. And we are diving all into joy. We hear it all the time. Go find your joy. Go spread joy. But what does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? Like, seriously. In our last episode, we talked a lot about that feeling of being empty and finding sacred joy. And this is kind of, you know, another part to that. But this is really about how can we consciously choose joy, actively participate in creating joy, taking action in and from joy, even sometimes when we aren't always feeling rosy or happy. (laughs) Honestly, guys, some days we feel on top of the world and some days we don't. Life is a dance. It's a flow. But we're also all active participants in it. We're creating our reality. We're helping shape the way this world goes. Literally creating as we dance through each day. So each day we can choose to find joy and to give joy And if there is not really any sunshine, we can become the sunshine. And we're also respecting and saying this with full authenticity around, this isn't a, you know, positivity first, positively shine, da 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 This is not toxic positivity, no. It's really stepping into what does it mean to cultivate that sense of joy and sunshine? Because our thoughts can sometimes be our... (laughs) our biggest deterrence to our experience of what life is. Absolutely. And if you haven't listened to our feeling, are you feeling empty podcast? I invite you to go listen to that one because in that one, we have to understand what joy is for each of us individually before we can really go actively spread joy. Right? Yep. So for me in that episode, I said that for me, Joy is a feeling of peace and ease. For Cody, joy is an experience of reverence of life. So we're not saying through the things that we're about ready to talk to you about (laughs) that you should just go and spread the happy love. I like picture like the rainbow trolls, okay? And they're just like, joy, joy, or happy, happy, joy, joy, Ren and Snippy. Anyway. All the cartoon references this month. Hey, it's okay, it's okay. You're a mom. I'm a mom. I was like a, a, a fourth grader. A four-year-old, sorry. You're not a fourth grader yet. <laughs> not quite yet. Almost a kinder. They call kindergartners kinders now. Anyway, it's a whole thing. <laughs> it's all a thing. Whole <laughs> um, but really, so get in touch with yourself on what joy looks like for you. Because if joy to someone looks like adventure and play, okay? And for someone else, it looks like reading in their hammock if mine's reading in my hammock and I'm trying to just spread adventure and drop it wherever I go may not come across right may not 
be aligned and I may be feeling like, oh, what's happening here, right? Right. Because my job in the world, part of it is to spread it. I love the joy of reading in a hammock. So spreading that ease and that peace to other people. Yep. Okay, so. And also in that episode, we did talk about holding space for your emotions, that Mm -hmm. a part of really receiving joy is not pushing away any of the bad feelings. So we also experience, we encourage you to re-listen to that one or go listen to that one because it was really powerful on, there there is no dismissing of the bad feelings in order to cultivate and actively spread joy. It's actually through uh, the challenges that we can actively spread joy in our lives, in our mindset, in our worlds, and also still acknowledge and hold space for some of the big, deeper emotions. There's a quote by Scott Adams, and it says, Remember, there is no such thing as a small act of kindness. Every act creates a ripple with no logical end. There's a fashion designer in Denver, her name is Brandy Shigley, and I have met her a couple of times when I used to live in Denver. I do not know if she remembers me, but I remember her, and I still follow her on Instagram, and she is a joy spreader. Like, if anybody on this planet knows, like, the meaning of joy, it is this woman. And I have witnessed, via social media and when I lived in Denver, her spreading this natural joy through her passions and her definition of joy in the lives of other people, whether it is the houseless people on the street below her apartment and, or someone at her church she goes to, or in the fashion community, she's a huge fashion person in Denver, really well known. And she shares these via her social media. And I just, I find it so interesting because she really creates these ripples. Yep. And I think if more of us realize how much we ripple out into the world, especially now with social media too, um, that we can really look at our, our ways of how can we spread more joy? How can we help pull people out of fear and into joy? And how can we be in integrity with joy rather yeah. than, in, you know, caught in our own limitations? Yes. So we're going to dive right into all the actionable steps. This is going to be a little bit more of a actionable items sort of uh, podcast. Joy. Here we go. <laughs> so action number one is learn how to truly listen. Many, many, many times in life, we've talked about this before. We'll talk about it again. People just need to be heard. Yeah. Or we just need to be heard, right? So sometimes we're not even listening to ourselves, listening to our own fears, our own gremlins, our own limitations, our own whatever. And it's not listening to them and signing, co-signing it or listening it to it and trying to fix it or listening to it and trying to judge it. It's really just listening to it and being like, I hear you. That's it. That's it. That's it. If you've ever sat in an NA or an AA meeting you really get a, a good, healthy dose of learning how to hold space. Yeah. Um, In fact, if you want to challenge yourself to learn how to hold space, go to an open NA or AA meeting. You don't yes. have to be an addict to nope. go to a meeting. You can say someone in your family is an addict and you just want to see, you know, be present and be there. Like, it's or, a really – I've been to many of them and, I, and I've gone to many open meetings and they're very powerful. Yeah, and when they're going around in the circles, you search for an open meeting through NA or AA, and you go, and when they're going around the circle, you're going to be like, I've never been to one of these, this is awkward, I'm actually not an addict, but you just say, hi, my name is, insert here, I'm happy to be here today. That's all you have to say, and you can literally sit back and listen the entire time. 
and it's quite powerful. Yeah. If you want to, if you yeah. want a very good education yep. on holding space and uh, understanding that the challenges that people can go through and being very present for some very real things, go to an open very meeting. Very real. <laughs> go to an open meeting. Yeah. And remember, whatever happens in those walls stays within those walls. It is all anonymous. Absolutely. Thank you. You respect that. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so number one, learn to listen. Yes. <laughs> number two, express gratitude. Not just when someone does something for you. Okay? So (laughs) gratitude is a game changer for your own joy and for other people. When we express our gratitude just because it brings sustainable joy to all involved. So sustainable joy. Mm, I love that. I just like that you put those two together. Yeah. Because it's very true because often we feel that joy is fleeting. Right. It's not. Joy is very much sustainable because when we understand joy, we understand that while situations in our life might be crap or we might feel like crap, we can still feel joyous. Yeah, we can. We can kill the swallow. We can be grateful for the overall experience of what we're going through as a, a teaching or as you know a lesson or as an opportunity or as a challenge that we're getting to face and overcome, you know, there's lots of different ways that we can choose to look at it and see the gratitude. Cause often we look at gratitude and why I said like we're expressing gratitude, not just when someone does something for you or when something goes really great. Okay. We can all be happy when things go great. You know, somebody lets you go ahead in front of them at the grocery store. Yay. Somebody cuts you off in traffic. Ugh. like there's that back and forth and back what if, and forth. What if you challenge yourself to play just for maybe a 24 to 48 hour period? If anything bad happens to you, just say thank you. If somebody cuts you off on the road, say thank you. From deep down inside. Of like just, just for fun, just to yeah. see what happens. Yeah. Um, because I think so often we get so caught in our own righteousness, our own self-centeredness that we don't realize that some of these things may be happening for us. We don't even know why. Yep. And they are. And they're here to teach us things. And I also want to bring up, I had a client that I worked with who I encouraged to find 10 things in um, his day that brought him joy and that he was grateful for. But it was 10 things that brought him joy. And he was like, oh, yeah, that should be easy. No problem. (laughs) He comes back two weeks later and he goes, that was actually really challenging. I could only find maybe one or two um, or maybe three a day. And I said, okay, well, what were the things that you were picking out? And he's like, well, I was, you know, I'd get really busy. And and then I would just be like, I'm too busy for that. And, you know, so there was this shift from I'm too busy into taking time. But then it was the things that he would be finding grateful for were – you know, or joyous was like, oh, I got to spend some time with my brother and I'm really grateful that I got to spend time with my brother. And, um, or it was, oh, I got a, you know, a bonus or, you know, something that happened at work and, and it, I was really grateful and I was, it made me really joyous. But what I noticed in all the things that he was sharing is they were all big ticket items. Right, right, right. And I said, okay, well, why don't we play a game? And I'm going to have you pick out 10 things from today. And it was only 10 o'clock. So there wasn't, you know, not a lot of time had gone in the day. And so I said, we're just going to pick 10 things out. And he goes, okay. And he goes, well, I'm going to get a massage today because he came, you know, we were doing a coaching and massage session. And I said, yep, you're going to get a massage today. That's something to be joyful for. 
And then he was like, um, I got to do my laundry and hang out with my brother. And I'm gonna and I said, I'm gonna give you two for that. Because you had joy doing your getting your laundry done and you had joy seeing your brother. And he goes, Oh, okay, yeah. And I said, What else? And he's like, um, I don't know. And I said, Well, you know, your friend brought you here today. Did you get to spend time with your friend? Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, that that was really joyful. And then I said something minor, like, um, you know, did you take a deep breath? And he goes, oh, yeah, that did feel really good. Yeah, that, that does bring me joy. And so in that, he started to see that even the little things you can express gratitude for, even the minor things, not just the big things, but even little things. We do a thing at my house called find, how did we find our joy? And so when Olivia and Sandy and I sit down for dinner, I ask them, how did you find your joy today? And so I love that so much. (laughs) And they've gotten used to it now. In the beginning, they're like, what? And I was like, everyone participates. We're we're doing this thing. (laughs) And it really gets us talking about these things that bring us joy. And it's especially important on the days where, Stuff has been harder. Now, a five-year-old, man, they can find joyous stuff in about every corner. But I, I found also, this rock. It was totally amazing, and I'm badly in love with it, and I named it Cindy. It's a rock. I named it Cindy. Yep. That it brings me joy. Just like Olivia. It does. Yes. I know her. Yep. <laughs> like, one day, she sat down, and she was like, Sandy and I had a rough day, and she was like, lunch. I like how mom packs my lunch. I sit by my friends at lunch. Lunch was awesome. <laughs> and, like, just joy. And then she starts eating her food. And... Sometimes it's harder as adults for us to, like Cody was saying with her client, to really dive into that, where did I find joy in today? Now, let me tell you, when you're actively spreading joy, you're going to find joyous moments. Because when you give joy to other people, that joy bounces back to you. It amplifies. It amplifies the experience of joy for you. And so that's number three. Number three is pay it forward. Just like the movie. I mean, it's been a while since that movie came out. Do you it remember has. that movie? I loved that movie. Me too. God, and it was so heartbreaking at the end. It's fine. I'm not going to yeah. ruin it. If you haven't watched it, watch it. It's amazing. Watch Pay It Forward anyway. <laughs> um, because there's times in your life when, think about it this way. There's times in your life when someone helped you when you really needed it. Okay? Pay it forward. Okay? Maybe somebody helped you 20 years ago. And you have a situation in your life where you can help someone. Whether it's dropping food at a food bank or what's another example? Paying for someone's groceries. Uh, when I was in, actually funny story, when I was in, uh, I've done this a couple of times. When I was in Italy, the guy in front of me, his debit card wasn't working. And so I just bought his groceries for him. And he was like, oh my gosh, I'll get you paid back. I can, you here's my phone number you can have. And I was like, I don't want anything from you. Like, we're good. I said, just one day somewhere along your life when you can pay it forward, just pay it forward to somebody else. I don't need anything. And he just like looked at me like I was dumbfounded. And I was just like, I I don't, I don't, I don't even, and he was very grateful. And so you can do that. I did it to a police officer one time. He was getting a drink at Quick Trip. (laughs) And I was like, spirit was like, you're going to buy his drink. And I was like, here we go. And I was like, thank you for your service. I'm going to buy your drink today and he was like taken back you know what to say probably gets yelled at half of his day or yeah. people don't like him because he's pulling him over whatever and I he was like no, no I, 
I have money. And that's all he could say. And I was like, I know you have money. And he was like, I mean, I mean, I, I, no, you don't need to, you, you don't need to. And I was like, will you let me do this for you? And he was like, and the guy at the register is like, the answer is yes. And he's like, yes. And I said, okay, have a great day. And so I have no idea how that impacted his life. Hopefully good. Hopefully good. You know, but we never just like the person with the groceries. We don't know. Half the never time. Never know. Because also people are, even when I let somebody in line in front of me at the grocery store, right? I'll be like, I have a whole cart of stuff. You have like a baby cart of stuff. Go ahead. Half the time people are like, Oh my God, are you serious? Are you serious? I, I, I can go. That, thank you. That is how much, guys, that we're not spreading joy and not in our society. Kindness. Yes. And we're spreading kindness. So we need to infuse that. That's why I'm so excited to do this topic. Yes. One of my favorite. Okay, so I do want to tell this some story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a pay it forward story. Yeah. It was actually a pay it forward story when I really didn't have a lot of money, but I really wanted to do it. And I thought it was perfectly serendipitous. So <laughs> I got in the mail. I was going to the dental school in order to get my dental work because I could not afford to see a natural dentist. <laughs> and I got in the mail my bill and I also got um, in the mail my bill or a bill for someone else. And I happened to just have enough money to pay for both of them. And I said, you know what? I'm going to pay for both of these. I don't have a lot, but I have enough. I can pay for both of these. And so I paid for both and I had the card because it had their address. It just like it accidentally got taped the envelope got taped in with my envelope. And so I had their address and everything. And so I just literally like paid it and then got their receipt and then sent them a little note that said like, Merry Christmas. I think it was right around Christmas time. And I said, Merry Christmas. I paid your bill. It ended up in mine. So I just went ahead and paid it. Um, and I sent them the little card. So they knew they didn't have to worry about making that payment. Um, those are just small ways in which you can just like do random acts of kindness and pay it for. I don't even know who that person is. I have no idea. None. Right. Never met him. Didn't talk to no, him. Doesn't matter. Nope. And that's the thing is it doesn't always have to be planned out ways of paying it forward. It's in that moment when you're feeling it or seeing it, you see a need and you help out however you can. It doesn't have to be like some huge act. It, it doesn't. And it doesn't even have to be things. money either. No, We've uh -uh. given you a lot of money examples, yeah. but kindness can be, you know, helping. I, there was a woman I was, I was driving. Oh, this is a really good story. God, and her name, oh, this is such a good experience. So I, I was driving in a parking lot. This woman was walking with a, with a walker. She was by herself and she fell and I saw her fall. So this I immediately pulled over and I was trying to help her up. And I couldn't entirely help her up. And so there was another gentleman that actually stopped and helped us get all the way up. But then I sat with her for a while and she was like, oh, I'm so clumsy. But was what was magical for me, and this is like woo-woo stuff right here, because she had the exact same walker that my mother had. And her name was Mary Ann. And my <laughs> mother's name is Mary Ann. And she spelled it the exact same way. And I was like, I literally feel like I'm helping my mother right now. And it was after my mom had passed. So there was just a really beautiful like symbology in it. And I actually had enough time in my day that we went over to Wendy's and we had uh, shakes together. And I sat with her while she ate lunch and I had my little shake and she had her shake and we just talked about life. It didn't require a lot of money 
I didn't even really buy her. I think I bought her a meal, but that yeah. was not here nor there. It was really the act of helping her stand up and then spending time with this stranger, right? Just to hold space and to to actively spread joy. It doesn't require a lot. No, you can bake cookies for your neighbor. Yeah, or go mow their grass for somebody elderly in in your neighborhood. Or just say hi, how are you, and really mean yes. it. Yes. Like, how are you? Not just, hey, how are you doing? But how are you? And really listen and listen and really be present for it. So I think number four. Yes. Should we? We, we shall. <laughs> number four, positive intentions. And we're not talking toxic positivity. We're talking like that really, I don't know how to describe it other than sounding woo-woo, but that very inner depth positivity like we are thankful to be alive on this planet like in AA we'll often talk about the fact that we're all glad of being alive on this planet because most of us in AA made some really poor decisions in our drinking or drug use whatever and we're like <laughs> we woke up again and yep. we're sober we're happy so we're these positive things and when we set our intentions for the day to be positive that positivity can be contagious, even if the day goes weird. Yeah, even if it starts to go sideways. Man, I don't know how many times lately I've been like, you know what? I feel like my day is, it's going sideways today. It's not going bad. Right. It's not going good. Right. But it's not really about good or bad because I'm actually still staying positive. It's just going a little sideways and I'm going through the day a little sideways, but we're flowing. We're going with it. That is a positive outlook on the situation of what really is being experienced. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And we have to set positive intentions. So say something like at the beginning of your day, your outlook looks a little sideways. <laughs> Let's say you start your day and you go to the gas station and your car won't start. <clears throat> Called out. And then let's say after that, you didn't listen to your gut and you ended up getting back in the car and getting it jump started and ended up breaking down on the highway. <laughs> then you had to call a tow truck. Then you had a panic attack because you have a fear of your car breaking down on the highway because you hate highways. Somebody's and, recent mm. experience, uh, <clears throat> aka Heather, <sighs> went through that. Yes. And then said person, say, stay positive, called... Cody, yep, me, and was like, hey, I know we're supposed to be doing some stuff today. Can yep. you come pick me up? Yep. And I said, are you sure? Do you still want to do today? Is everything okay? I was holding space for her. If yep. she really wanted to change her mind, I was going to let her, and I was totally okay with it. But she was like, no. I want to be here. I, I feel right. I feel like I, the day is going to turn out really good. Yes. And before that interaction happened... The first thing when my car broke down, the first time in the morning, I called Cody. I'm like, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I just cried. Just let me cry. And then I called my wife and I was like, you need to come jumpstart my car. Knowing she had on pajamas and she was getting ready for the day. And like we were going to go out of town the next day and all this stuff, right? So she, of course, yep, be right there. Came right there. Jumpstarted the car, the whole thing. And I was like, can you follow me to the mechanic? Because I got feeling right then follow the gut. And she's like, of course I can no questions asked just like we're gonna just get through this day it's just a thing and that's how sandy is and so then i break down on the highway and we're trying to do the and thing. then i break down in the car on and the then highway. i break down in the car <laughs> and my wife's just like 
okay, I'm going to need you. She like comes to the side of the car. She's like, I'm going to need you to take a deep breath. Okay, you're clearly, and I'm like, I'm processing. <laughs> I'm having a panic attack. And she's like, okay, okay, well, you do that. And I'm going to go over here. And then when, when you're okay, we're just going to call it the tow truck. And I was like, <laughs> okay. okay. And so then I got myself together, got the phone, called the tow truck. And then the tow truck guy is best friends with my mechanic. That just happened. We don't have a house serendipity. Right. <laughs> and then call Cody, end up at the office. But it's all about focusing on that positive intention of your day. Yeah. It didn't have to ruin the rest of her day. Yeah. Um, it could have. It right. absolutely could have. Sure. And I also want you to hear something that I value in what Heather does, which she doesn't talk about it. She doesn't know it. Is <laughs> when she is really present with her feelings and her experience, i.e. the panic attack, she doesn't freak out about the panic attack. It's just an experience. Right. And when she's moved through the experience, the experience is over and she can move on to the next experience. Some time ago, I realized that having obsessive compulsive disorder and high level anxiety disorder was just there to teach me stuff <laughs> that it wasn't anything to be scared of. That took a long time to learn. A long, yeah. long time to learn. And I've but seen you through that journey. Yes, you have. And you have transformed a lot. Yep. And yep. I honor it. I, I'm, I'm impressed. It teaches me. It teaches me when you can do that. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely, I'm in that toolbox of healing as we talk about. <laughs> yes. But it's that, and it's also like that positivity is contagious. When people hold space for you, like my wife and Cody did during that incident of my car, that also is contagious, mm -hmm. right? So our actions are contagious, whether that looks like positivity or it looks like um, giving people grace or giving, just holding space for people, showing them love. All of those things are contagious. So what you're putting out there is really what you're putting out there. Because if I had had a wife and a best friend who were just like, well, why didn't you get your car into the shop sooner? And why are You're you on freaking your own? out so Why much? are you not getting the office on time? Blah, 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 Calm blah, blah. Calm down. God, why are you making this a big deal? How would my day have been different? It would have been drastically, drastically different. Drastically different. So as positivity is contagious, a lot of other stuff is too. So watch <laughs> who's around you. That's what we're trying to say here. Yes. All right. Number five. This one's a good one. I like yes. this one. It kind of plays in with pay it forward. And yeah. it is do acts of kindness. But you don't have to tell anybody. You don't have to tell anybody. You don't have to tell anybody why. You don't have to tell anybody that you did it. Right. Do you have an exactly. example? I do. So in my Christ consciousness learning, there's a whole thing in the Bible about fasting, right? And Jesus would say, but you're not going to go to people and tell them that you're fasting. You're not going to wear it on your face. You're not going to be like, oh, I'm so hungry. Oh, or I'm fasting for the Lord. You're not going to do all of those things. And through a lot of religions, there's different examples of doing things and not telling anyone mm -hmm. because you're doing it for you for you and just for the good of of whatever you're believing in for the good of humankind people of the earth so when we do acts of kindness you just do them you don't need to go home and tout it like my police officer story i just shared I hadn't told anybody that one that happened years ago and now you just told everybody now i just told everybody but <laughs> our point is that you can do things and then just keep it to yourself because ultimately doing acts of kindness for others is not about what you are getting in return. It's about what you get to give. Exactly. And the joy you have of the giving. 
So when I was at the School of Metaphysics, they did this really cool practice that I really loved and appreciated, and it was um, a love bank. Uh, it was basically a version of tithing and learning how to work with the energy of money and the energy of giving and receiving to understand the law of giving and receiving. And so every day you are supposed to put with intention money into this little jar um, and it was shaped in a triangle and we like made them. They were really cute. But you needed to put in the jar the same amount every day. So you had to pick amount. And like in the beginning, I didn't have a lot of money. So I think I picked 50 cents. And then I, you know, eventually worked up to like a dollar a day. And then when you got to so much money, whether it was a, after a week of kind of putting into this little love bank or a month, it didn't really matter. You took that money and you gave it with intention. And so several times for fun, I like to play with putting it somewhere in a little envelope that said, you know, this is a gift from the universe, you know, enjoy. And I would hide them in places in public. And I would never, I would never know. I would never know yep. who receive it. I would never know what they did with it. Um, one of my favorites though at one time was I had this envelope and I, I knew I needed to give it. And I was like, where's my person? I'm going to give it to a person. And it was, it really taught you a lot about your ability to give, your ability to receive, because yes. how somebody else received was also a reflection of how you received. And that was always really fascinating to kind of see in action. I walked into this gas station. There was this young girl. She was probably 10 or 12. She was in the middle of the aisle. And I just, I was like, her. Okay, I'm going to give it to her. So I walk over and I was like, hey, I think this is yours. And she was like, no, it's not. And I was like, no, really it is. It's a gift from the universe. Here, go, here you go. And she was like, okay, thanks. And there was like, I don't know, $40 in it. It was a decent amount. And then I just turned around and walked off. <laughs> That's so great. Uh, and it was, you know, like, I, I, again, a little bit like your your yeah. your story with the police officer. I haven't yeah. really told anybody that story. Because yeah. it wasn't important for me to tell yeah. anybody. It was just this, you know, delighted story of giving. And, like, I have no idea what that girl experienced. She just, like, some random lady walked up and was like, here's a gift from the universe and gave her $40. Yes. <laughs> I love that. But those are just those random acts of kindness, like opening the door, helping somebody out, doing something for someone when they didn't ask for it. Like if there's a long line at the grocery store or at Starbucks or wherever you are. Try to strike up a conversation. Smile at someone that's in line with you. You know, you'll be surprised how much people sometimes just need someone to talk to about whatever it is. Life. Like, talk to a guy who was so thankful one day at a high V. Because he had gone on this vacation, but his wife had passed and he was getting ready to go again. He's like, I don't even know why I'm sharing this. And I was like, oh, I do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's just like, but I need to be more excited to go back. And I was like, well, just remember, go visit all the spots you went to with your wife when she was alive and where you guys used to go. And he was like, that's such a great idea. And da, 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 da. So then he was looking forward to his trip. So you never know. I don't know who that dude was. No. I don't know anything about him I don't even know his name but it's just those those small acts of kindness and there's this, there's probably things you have done that were acts of kindness for others and you didn't even realize it was an act of kindness yes when you come from that place you actually are embodying joy and that's a really powerful state yeah number six is along the lines of number four with positive intention this one is we're going to ask you to skip negativity first thing in the morning. Yep. yep. Skip it. 
skip it. So here's a here's a really important thing. Uh, maybe don't look at news first thing in the morning while you're still laying in bed on your phone. Maybe don't look at it because news is probably yeah. going to be negative. Because um, I'm sorry, but the news is tailored to gives us some good information, but it is tailored to get what hits, more, watches, more people views, looking at it. Yep. Okay, and the more tragic and the more terrible the news is, and the more fear mongering the more that it's going to get airtime. Yep. The more drama, the more people will follow. Yeah. So pay attention to that. Also pay attention to if you find that your newsfeed, your social media newsfeed is negative, don't look at it. You know, feed yourself. We, we talk about feeding ourselves good, healthy food. Think about everything. Feed yourself with good, healthy things. Um, so first thing in the morning, you know, not checking all this stuff would probably be a good idea. If you can't not check it, then, you know, uh, sometimes I enjoy scrolling through Pinterest uh, quotes because they inspire me. So I'll do that first thing in the morning. Right. I have my cup of coffee and I listen to on YouTube or on TikTok or Instagram. I follow him everywhere. He's amazing. It's called Listen to Sleep. So it's at listen to sleep. I think you, I've shared some stuff with you of his. So voiceover actor that lives in the California mountains with his husband. His voice is amazing. It is. And he has a lot of wisdom and he has a YouTube channel with stories that he tells just stories. And so first thing in the morning, I listen to it because it starts my day great. It's a lot about gratitude, which we've been talking about a lot about paying it forward and, um, starting off positive and things like that. So I start my day like that. I have my cup of coffee. My dogs run around like crazy dogs. They are. And I cuddle my dog. And now I journal because all of a sudden now I journal. Thank God. Finally. I know. I know it took a minute. It only took years. But so what are we doing in the morning to replace, to skip the negativity, to replace it? How are we replacing it with things that are going to feed our soul? Yes. So what does that look like for you? Yeah. All right. Number seven, replace criticism with praise and redirection even for yourself even for yourself and for others so this yes. is actually i recently read an article that was about you know so often in parenting and i'm not a parent but i do parent a lot of children around me um <laughs> is we we will tell them no don't do that but we forget to celebrate them and praise them when they do something right or when they have good behavior right we do the same for ourselves. Like, we forget all the time to celebrate our own successes, to celebrate our own, you know, hey, you did a great job today. You did a good job on your diet today. Congratulations. Yeah, and to give us ourselves two praises for every redirect. I mean, that's an old restaurant thing. <laughs> but really, if when stuff goes awry and we're like, okay, so we need to change up something we can praise ourselves on a couple of things and then redirect the one thing. We don't have to bash ourselves into the ever-loving ground because we made a mistake. Yes. Or because something didn't work out right. Um, often we are our own worst critic. Yes. Yes. Like, so, you know, redirect. Yeah. And, and like Cody was saying, with, with kids, I teach kids. And let me tell you. When they've talked over you for the 800th time in one day and you were like, I need your mouth off. I need you to listen. <laughs> you are like, sometimes it's a little hard <laughs> to replace the criticism with praise and redirection. But I always focus on, okay, they've done really, really great in these areas. And I let them know. 
Because what I have found in being a mother and through teaching children is that the more that you praise kids for what they're doing right and then gently redirect something, the more they're going to do what is right. Yep. Because so often children and adults are so used to getting caught doing something wrong that they're living in fear of doing something wrong or the only time they get attention is when they are getting criticized, yelled at, redirected automatically for doing a wrong behavior. Right. So whether we're adults or kids. And think about it. Ultimately, we all want to feel loved. So which feels more loving, praise or criticism? Hmm? That's all we got with that one. All right, number eight. The old saying from when I was in elementary school, kill them with kindness. (laughs) But really, it's... To infuse genuine kindness into really hard situations. Which is its own practice and its own gift and its own challenge all by itself. But how can you, you know, insert kindness even in difficult situations? How can you have respect even when there is disrespect? Um, How can you have, you know, love even when there's anger and frustration? Those Those are the things to practice. And they are a practice. They are a practice. They are a practice because you get to choose. Everything in life is a choice. You can say, well, they pissed me off and this is why I acted like that. Okay, that was a choice. And you have valid feelings. And you have valid feelings. But it was still a choice. And so we can practice to respond differently. Respond from a place of love instead of a place of anger. Yep. And number nine, which is one that I think both of us really love and find a lot of joy in, (laughs) savor the moment or be really present in the moment. It's in the being, not in the doing. Yeah. Cody taught me that and now I tell everyone that. (laughs) And half the time they look at me like, okay, Heather. All right. (laughs) You lost your mind. And you may be saying, well, what does me savoring the moment have to do with me spreading joy? When we do things actively in our own life, like savoring the moment, and we'll tell you some examples in a second, it ripples out. Yep. And I keep saying like that current of water, it goes out into your whole atmosphere and everybody around you. And the more that you do it, the more that it spreads out and actions are addictive. Yep. You know, when I yawn, Cody yawns. Yep. Okay? So it's the same way with energy. It's called mirror neurons. We all have them. And our brain likes to mirror the things around us. So you want to surround yourself with the things you want to mirror around you. That's very good. Is this just the thing? Anyway. Yeah. So what's a way that you savor the moment? Um, well, actually, I have two, I have two okay. things that I want to share. One, I savor the moment just by um, really appreciating everything that I am, am experiencing in any given moment. So, and, and that's not always easy because sometimes I'm still human and I get pissed off at the guy cutting, you know, cutting me off or the girl talking on her phone, not paying attention. I literally had a car today, was not paying attention and cut me off. And she had a giant trailer with all of this lawn equipment. And I was like, you're going to kill me. You're going to kill me. What are you doing? And uh, I then had to learn how to redirect and savor the moment (laughs) and come back into the flow because I was actively working on the flow. Um, And so I just, you know, breathed. I surrendered to my breath. I surrendered to what I was listening to, which was really peaceful. And I came back into just, you know, being appreciative that I could be present. Um, And there are a lot of ways in which I, I actively kind of 
weave that into my day and everything that I'm doing. Um, but the thing about it being contagious and how it can affect other people is my mother-in-law says something that I absolutely love. What's funny is sometimes I'll watch her sons and they'll kind of like roll their eyes a little bit because it's like a mom, you know, like, oh, it's a momism. Mom's saying that thing again. But I love it. I freaking love it. It's so cute. She goes, we made a memory. I love that. I love it. Thanks, Cody's mom-in-law. I'm going to use that now. Yeah. We made a memory. And so you know it's coming because anytime family comes together, anytime we, you know, do something all, you know, as one, or even if it's just, you know, her and Mike and me and just the three of us or whatever, you know, it's like, well, we made a memory. And what's funny is it's even during the bad stuff or when something's not working right. And so like, oh, I, it's so good. I think about times when like Mike and I are doing something and we're frustrated. Like we had to, we decided we were going to wrap all the posts on our house and it was just painful. Like we're down on the ground trying to wrap these. Things. It was a terrible decision. Terrible. And at the <laughs> end I was just like, well, we made a memory. <laughs> and I loved it. I love it so much that it's contagious now to me in a way that she savors the moment even if the moment is good or bad and she celebrates it so much so that I remember it in my life. So that's a way that you can savor the moment and it can ripple out for the world around you. I love it. The funniest, we made a memory thing. We made a memory. So Olivia was like six months old and her dad and I lived together at that point. And one morning I heard her just laughing, just laughing. And she was in her bouncer. And so we were folding laundry or something and we're new parents, right? And I come out and um, all of a sudden I go, oh no, uh, Olivia had pooped her diaper and it had gone out of her diaper, exploded oh, no. Oh, no. under her feet and she's bouncing in it. Oh, like no. it's like mud and she is the happiest clam. She's like, ah, her hands are up. And I'm just like, a child is covered in poop. This is so gross. What do I do? And I was like, Patrick. And he comes out and I'm like, oh, and he's like, what? Oh, oh my God. Oh my God, what do we do? I was like, I don't know what do we do. So we had to like hose her down in the kitchen sink. Like it was a whole thing. <laughs> That's like, a, when we made a memory. We made a memory. <laughs> and we still laugh about that memory. I love it. And that's part of savoring the moment. Yes. Being in joy. Before Sandy and I got our house, there was, we had to stay in an Airbnb for one night. Good Lord, it was only one night because she was moving from Colorado and I had moved back to Kansas City from Lawrence and we had just bought our house and it was almost ready for us. We were getting ready to sign papers. And what happened was we had to have all three dogs and a cat, I think. No, just three dogs in this Airbnb. It was horrible. It was really small. And like the dog knocked the curtain down. It was a whole situation, <laughs> but we totally made a memory. Yes. So what saver moments do you have? Yeah. All right. And number 10 which is something that we hear a lot, uh, but we're going to talk about practical ways to do it. And that is practice self-love. Or like I like to refer to as sometimes practice self-like. If you can't love yourself quite yet, just like practice liking yourself. Yeah, there's lots of things you can like about yourself. Yeah, that's a very good thing. Practice self-like. And then maybe you can work into practice self-love. Yeah. But practice self-love, you know, yes, you can get a massage if you have the money. Yes, you can treat yourself to a, a spa day at home or abroad. <laughs> or abroad. Or you can, you know, or you can make your bed. Take a shower. 
cook a healthy meal, have a conversation with a friend. Like self-love doesn't have to be, you know, you dive in and do lots of journal work and do your journal prompts and get a massage and a pamper session day and get your hair done. You can do all those things. That can be a great self-care day. Yeah, absolutely. That can be a great self-love day. What does self-love look like for Heather? Let me tell you. It looks like a moment to play my zombie video game on my phone. I'm building a whole village. I did not know that. The whole thing. I love zombies. I do. If there's ever a zombie apocalypse, look your girl up here. Okay. Ready? If, if there's ever a zombie apocalypse, I will become a zombie. I'm out on that world. Yeah. Cody's. I just have her as my pet zombie. In the I'm gonna. Be, I'm, gonna I'm gonna die. That's yeah, what's gonna happen. Like, I'm gonna be out. Not about it. <laughs> Mike and I, my husband so, and I have these conversations all the time. He's like, no, babe, we gotta, we gotta stand up. We gotta fight. You got, we got, we got, we got the land. We can do it. We can like become that. I'm like, yeah. I'm out. I'm out on a world that a zombie's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally, I'm there to, I'm there to do the thing. <laughs> you and my husband. Anyway. So I built my little zombie uh, apocalypse village thing. Right. <laughs> and then I watch my little TikTok videos on um, how to combat consumerism and American waste. <laughs> and I research my thrift stores that have really great bargain days so that I can go and uh, go bargain shopping. Who know me for a really long time knows that I love thrift stores and I do not like the amount of American waste there is. So I am big on that, on thrifting and such. And um, at the same time, I really want to start this dumpster diving thing and try it. I know, admitting <laughs> it to the world, but I really do. So for me, it looks like looking into things like I'm passionate about and a fun hobby. What does self-love look like to you? Yeah, it looks like uh, supernatural romance novels. Supernatural romance novels. Yeah, like vampires and werewolves, werewolves except romance. And really, <laughs> really weird, steamy sex. Yeah, yeah. I just admitted it out loud. Like werewolf steamy sex? Yeah, no, no, no. Shifters. <laughs> Shifters and vampires. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> we had a whole thing about it. Me and my friend uh, Katie, we like had a whole thing about how much we love like romance novels, except for the supernatural variety. My friend, in fact, my friend, she said the best quote ever. My friend Kendra, she goes, give me us, uh, uh, give me scary smut or death. That's hilarious. <laughs> one of the ways I also go for walks in nature and I have my tea morning tea time and I journal and I meditate and, and I read romance novels at night the smut the the scary smut yeah. variety <laughs> scary smut romance I can't even say it <laughs> but that's the thing is when you're practicing self-love you want yeah. to practice the things that bring you joy and it leads us into our last point which is to make your joy list like, what things really bring you joy? What things, like, really fire up your soul or make you feel at peace or at ease or whatever that, whatever joy means to you, right? So you make that list. And as Cody and I just talked about, joy in a lot of different things can look different ways, you know? It can be the scary smut romance novel. It can be the <laughs> zombie video game. It can be going to, you know, church. It can be prayer. Going to see monster it can be trucks. Whatever it needs whatever. to be. Think about big things, think about little things. I like to think about what are things that bring you joy that you can do yearly, quarterly, monthly, weekly, daily, and any minute. So all of those, like big and small. 
All right. Well, I hope you loved today's session. We did. Uh, <laughs> the amazing episode. I think to, you learned more about us. I think you learned a little bit more about who we are, which is hilarious, <laughs> but yes. it's fine. Um, if you want more support or nourishment around this, I do have a, a sacred joy experiment kind of deep dive. It's 30 days of cultivating sacred joy. And I'll it's leave really awesome. I'll leave a link for that below. Yeah, you actually did it. Yeah, the very beginning. Mm-hmm. The beginning. The very beginning. It was really. It's really good. It's. It walks you through how to cultivate sacred joy. What is sacred joy? What keeps you from your sacred joy? So if you feel like you want to check that out, please do. It's a whole thirty day deep dive. Um, and also we do one on one sassy soul sessions. So if you ever want to sit down with us and receive some guidance or nurturing for something reach out. We would be more than happy to do that. Absolutely. If you're not already following us, please follow us on Facebook at Sassy Soul Sisters and on Instagram at Sassy.SoulSisters. And if you love these episodes, please consider supporting this show and all that we do with a small monthly donation. It would help us sustain all future episodes and just all that we do here. We absolutely love what we do. We love it. And we really want to continue to do it. So if you would like to support us, please head on over to anchor.fm slash sassy soul sisters slash support. And you can find us wherever you podcast. All right. Have a beautiful day. Bye. Thanks for joining us on the Sassy Soul Sisters podcast. Your place for exploring the inner soul healing in its many forms. Make sure to check us out on Facebook as the Sassy Soul Sisters. On Instagram as sassy.soulsisters. And on our website, www.sassysoulsisterskc.com. And as always, keep it sassy and heal out loud.